0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: If I give you that same million dollars cash and say, yeah, there's one condition that you can't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? So yeah. if we value waking up tomorrow more than a million dollars free cash, we should wake up every single freaking day on fire. And that all starts right here.
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in what's up everybody Chaz wolf gathering the kings podcast today i've got david click yeah you heard me click click boom click, here on click the stage boom. Click, click, boom. how are you my brother how are you i am amazing how are you doing not as amazing as your beard i'm a pretty bearded fella but you've got this just manicured lined up beard but yeah i'm glad that you're here i was just gonna say you're you've got the epic
1: you've definitely got the epic portion of it going yeah which i've always kept mine tight and yeah with all honesty man i got a diet because it's all coming in gray down here so yeah it, it comes to the age right
0: Wise, it is. I'm, I'm starting to get the grays and I, I fervishly take them out.
1: <laughs> yes. If I plucked all my grays out there, there wouldn't be anything left. I don't think so. wouldn't uh, be. Any- yeah. I think eventually part- I'm
0: going to get to that point. David, tell us what kind of business that you have, man. Right now
1: I am, have launched as of April 1st, a new venture and it is called the Energy Alliance Project. And we help entrepreneurial minded men essentially get over the hump, bridge the gap of where they're at. And sometimes you got all these guys that come to us and say, man, we're 90% there. I just don't know how to achieve my goal. What is it? And so we are that, that bridge, if you will, to get them to step into their highest self, their ultimate vision, their true purpose in life there. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I've been spending a lot of time on right now. And that's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, of course. Helping people reach their potential and bridge the gap, as you say, and really become all that they're made to be. I think everybody, like that's music to everybody's ears. It's just whether whether they actually want to press into it or not. That's at least what I've found personally.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's It comes with a certain amount of authenticity and ability to put our ego checked at the door to say, you know what? I know I can achieve more and, the, and getting a little bit of help part of being willing to accept that. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: I think that even inside of Gathering the Kings as a business guy, at a, even at a certain level, like you and I, it's like you still have to play the game of re-upping or going what is my real potential because I've hit targets or I've hit maybe the goals that I had 10 years ago or I've superseded them and then what now and what's in and what's in front of me and all these things so maybe we'll get to some of these things that maybe you can give us some insight on but I eat this stuff for breakfast lunch and dinner I would talk about it forever and ever we have a limited (laughs) time here today but we're going to talk about it
1: but we may hit on a few of those
0: topics so that'd be great yeah good stuff I want to know before we dive into your history and maybe some business decisions, tell me why. Obviously, you've got this track record of business uh, b- before as well, but you're here now and you're really pressing into that potential. Yeah. Uh, what's
1: the why for you? The why of the newest venture that I've, I'm getting off the ground? or yeah, the or maybe, maybe even
0: bigger than that. Yeah, why?
1: Yeah, that goes back to, it's a great question. I'll be as succinct as I can, but I was at this intensive leadership summit last August and my leader there asked that question and said, what's your purpose, David? Why are you here? And I'm like, oh, that's super easy, man. I've built seven, eight figure companies, sold some, I've built some companies that crashed, but I've been very successful with businesses. And, and he's like, why are you here? And I'm like, maybe it's to, I got three daughters. So that's to raise my kids. Of course, it's to be the best father in the world as a single dad." He's like, Those are secondary. Those are tertiary." What drives you? What do you get out of bed for? Every single day, that's burning inside. And what's your overarching vision? Is how he labeled it. Yeah. And I went, wow, I guess I need to get that identified. So I then went on a journey from August to about November, which started this whole process with the Energy Alliance Project. But it was all about figuring out, okay, wow, what is my purpose? Why am I here? And I went through every coaching modality that I could get my hands on in a quick time period to say, okay, let's step into this. Let me figure out what, That actually is. So I can answer that and I can figure that out. With intention, after I got rid of some heavy trauma, some baggage stuff that I'd been carrying, which I I didn't realize, I was able to find it over about a four to six week period of time. And so the reason that I was put on this earth is to help other people, specifically men right now, go through the same process and the missteps and the hurts and trauma and the pain and the successes that I've gone through, condense it down to a very palatable, easy to digest and shorten their what may have taken me 41 years or 20 20 plus years as I started working of course into yeah. wow we, we can speed this up and we can help from my past other men truly excel where they're supposed to be so the why yeah. the why became very crystallized I want to take what has been given to me as gifts and talents and help others expand on that as well uh, because oh, everybody, and everybody's got their own set of particulars i've always had humongous issues with relationships and that was always a stumbling block where i've been through just silly stuff and for the longest time i'd be oh it's i picked the wrong person or it's this person and and when i finally was able to settle and say you know what this right here is what needed to get fixed first not only did my businesses start to excel not only did everything fall into alignment but yeah the vision was able to be crystallized so,
0: yeah, I just so appreciate that. There's obviously so many layers. Like when we really peel back business or even how we were raised or the relationship that we have with a spouse or our children, like that, there's a lot there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but when you peel all of that back, and now we're talking about identity or where you find certain confidence or whatever, you're right. It does align all of the other things. It does. And so, I'm curious, what would you say to the listener right now who's maybe they haven't built a seven or eight figure business like you have, but they want to, right? Sure. They're, that's why they're listening. I'm going to pick up some nuggets here today from David, click, click, boom over here click, click, on how to build a business. And he, what he's talking about is is figuring out who I really am. It seems a little counterintuitive. You and I both know it's not. So what would you say to that person right now, specifically at that stage, yeah. early on in business, they're hearing you, but they're like, is that... I think I just need to go get and do another sales call. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? Or, what would you tell that person? I, I need to grind. I need to grind harder. The more right. grinding I do, the, the more results I get. That's how it works. It's funny. I had two gentlemen show up at my house on Monday and they're like, we, we want to talk to you. So come over about 5, 5.30, whatever. I finished my workout, got back home. And they basically sit down in my living room and they said, we, it's basically your question, but let's put them in the five figure earnings. How do we get to six and right. seven going forward? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it does sound counterintuitive, like you're mentioning, which is... Uh, Look inward, figure out yourself. And it's so cliche, almost even in some of the circles that people run in, which is, oh, figure out your own alignment before you start working on others. But there's so much truth. And I gave them three things to walk away with, which is, was a book to read, which was a self analysis that they just need to lock themselves in the room for an hour and write down these 10 things and then actually map out what they wanted to do and how they were going to get there. Because Having it all up here, which is most of the men that, that I deal with, way smarter than me, way more intelligence, way more knowledge, way more specialized knowledge up here. But the thing is, they haven't figured out how to get it from their head to the rest of their body and process process what it truly means to to step into alignment within themselves. So yeah, that question, it's it is, there's obviously things that you have to do to be successful. There's steps you have to do. You have to have your dedication. You have to have your motivation. You have to have your schedules. You have to be on point. You have to be sharp. You have to proactively plan ahead to strategize. But if you take all that away, what it actually starts with is where does it start here? And where does it start as it flows through your whole body? And if you're all out of whack, you're not going to excel. So that's been, that, that would be where I would start and how I would answer that question. You're trying to step into a six or seven figure empire. I had the question posed to me, I think it was this week or last on another session I was on that they said, Hey, if I gave you, I gave you a million dollars right now, just hey, here's a million dollars cash. Would you be happy? Yeah. Freaking. People were jumping up and down. It's static, right? So Jazz, yeah, if a million dollars cash, no strings attached, it's yours. How would you feel?
0: I, it was funny. As soon as you said that, I'm like running through my first, first thought was, man, that's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get some more? <laughs>
1: But guys that are in the five figure trying to get into the six and seven ginormous, yeah, they're going wild. Game changer, that's right, game changer for them. Uh, So, what then if I give you that same million dollars cash and say, yeah, there's one condition that you can't wake up tomorrow.
0: Yeah, would you
1: take it? Of course. So if we value waking up tomorrow more than a million dollars free cash, we should wake up every single freaking day on fire and that all starts right here so it, 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 again silly little stories but you know what yeah. they, they, they resonate and they are the truth
0: there's a lot of what you just said that needs to like really sit home and i'm gonna i'm gonna just pile one more hammer into that that uh, place you're hammer over there or one more nail yeah. and when you said slow down basically mm. take the hour the day the mm. week the moments to find yourself for what we're calling it here i think that piece right there the slow because the guy that's listening right now He's wearing like 17 hats. Sure, He's overwhelmed. He's stressed. He's barely walking in the door going, oh my goodness, the day was crazy. And then now, and now I have to try to put on like a Mm -hmm. performance hat for dad or husband. And it's just like one performance to the next. Mm -hmm. And, and so he's not, he has no hour to do this. But what you're saying is that the value there is actually to force that hour, to take the hour.
1: Absolutely. We, as the old saying goes, what we put our attention on is what grows. And it's so simple, but it's so profound. And and I try to live by that every day where I get up and I set my intentions. If I don't have an hour, then maybe I didn't go to sleep early enough.
0: 100%.
1: Okay. So if you don't have 30 minutes in the morning before your alarm to get up extra before your day in chaos starts, maybe you should turn off the TV at night a little bit. Maybe you should stop playing games. Maybe you should tell that person that's at your house, I got to set this boundary and I got to go. Because we can, we all have 24 hours. We all have the exact same amount of time and those that have made way more than me. And again, my companies are in the low eight figures that, that we've, I've helped build, but the guys that are making nine, I was with a nine figure building guy a couple of weeks ago and uh, we all have the same 24 hours. So yeah. if we need to take an hour for ourselves and that is overwhelming, we, we've probably got some priorities out of whack already. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah, such a great vein. We're going to try to keep it. I do want to know, though,
1: Get take us back a little
0: bit. Tell us how you got started in business. And tell us a little yeah. bit about the, the journey you've been on.
1: Sure. So came from a very middle-class family here in, in the heart of the USA. Love Kansas City. That's my home. Been all over the world and love coming back here. But uh, nothing fancy. Hardworking dad. Mom stayed home, taught the kids. It was just your typical Kansas City vibe to grow up in. I remember my dad telling me when I was... <laughs> 18. I just want you to go out and make $50,000 so that you can go buy yourself a truck. Just get yourself a new truck so you can get rid of that junker that you're driving. And I'm like, wow, that's his goal. And on one hand, I want to respect him because he he's has been the most dynamic figure in my life from spiritual and other aspects. But on the financial yeah. side, it was like, that that doesn't resonate real well. That you, That's what I'm going to go do is make 50 grand so I can buy a truck. Yeah, so I didn't come from anything special. I'm not, not anything special. I'm just myself and have invested well and made good choices and had lucky breaks because of hard work. But yeah, I started, the, graduated high school. I opted to go into a tech rescue school before I went to college. So for about two years, I traveled the country with a team. And we were a disaster relief team. I did high-angle rescue, cave rescue, firefighting, EMT, hazmat, swift water. I jumped off of uh, crazy bridges. I scuba-dived all over the world, recovering stolen vehicles with police department. It just it was an adrenaline junkie yeah. of time. But it, it set the, the foundation, I think, for working 16, 18-hour days during a period of time and saying, this is okay, and we're tough, yeah. and physically was, we're trained to, uh, excuse me, mentally trained to to prepare and process this kind of stuff that, wow, this is hardcore. So I did that for about two years. And then I came back in and I got on, I was a firefighter EMT and I was like, wow, there's no money here. Okay. This is tough. Got married at a very young age, which I would not recommend. And got into, was like, I'm going to go into nursing. I'm going to be traveling nurse, right? I can make some money doing that. So I got into nursing school. I was doing all that working nights, going to college to get my degree. And I absolutely hated it. And, and these were pretty quick. I didn't, I, I don't spend a lot of time trying. Oh, we're going to spend six years here. No, no. And then, and then I got in the police department, actually. I was like, you know what? I think I go FBI, DEA. Let me go get local law enforcement. So I got in Yeah. and finished top five of my, all the 500 plus people that applied. It was great. Spent uh, two and a half years there. And I'm just like, this is horrible for the family. I was going through a divorce at that point. Had two young kids. Had finished my degree. It was like, I can't, I can't make any money doing this. This is going to be miserable trying to basically emulate the life that my dad had started with us, which was right. class, make 50 grand a year. You're happy. You're successful. Oh, geez. And I was like, man, I, I got to do something else. So I started looking around and I had a couple little side hustles and I started to get into real estate actually was where I made my first million was in the real estate market. And that was, that was good. I liked it. I liked the design aspect. I flipped some houses and then I was like, wow, I need to buy and hold. So I started to... Uh, Basically, with the income that I would make on, I, could, I, I got into the construction field, which I spent about 17 years in that field. But I was at a job for about five years. And it was just a job. I started as, a, as an estimator, worked my way up to senior PM, became a, a business partner in that firm through hard work. And it gave me some cash that came in. And I took that money and I started shuffling it into real estate. And through that opportunity, I was offered a, a partnership in a firm out of Chicago and that was probably my, my, my biggest company I helped get off the ground. And we grew that one to a seven-figure, eight-figure, low eight-figures. It was it's still it was, it was a manufacturing company. And, and through my hustle with the construction guys, it opened the doors. And so we had a, a Rothschild that was part of our team. That was for money that came in. And so we had the funding to do what we needed to do and truly grow my first big national type presence company, which was great. So through that process, and that's been going on for about 15 years, I've continued to invest in real estate, continue to invest in other companies. Had a couple that I've invested in and tried to get off the ground that were brilliant ideas, just like, gosh, this is going to be amazing to change the lives of people. And, yeah. it, and you're like, okay, I had one guy that was out of New York, he did a full audit of this company that we had me and a partner out of Iowa had teamed up on. He's like, Man, if you're not, if this isn't cranking at nine figures within five years, you guys have just been sitting on your hands, something's not right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then my partner, one of the other tips is make sure you pick your right partners. And I just got walled on it and was like, okay. So we, I didn't have the time and the attention that I wanted to push it. So I was like, okay, it's not supposed to happen right now. Yeah. Uh, wow. But yeah, that's sort of a little bit of the, back, yeah, the background, just a little long winded there. Sorry. But
0: no, it's good stuff. I think that it's great for the listener to be able to hear the diversity really of just interest. Honestly, if I could just dissect it for a half second with one yeah. word or one maybe phrase, you've been helping people, man. Your whole yeah. journey, you've been helping people. And which to me now full circle to what you've already told us that you've recently launched, like it just makes sense to me. Um, real- from yeah, from a high level, that's what that's what you've been like you've been searching for this place. Yeah. Um, and so I love the angle, I love the the aggressiveness on figuring it out and getting there and overchanging things if it doesn't work. And I think that's what we're all on the search for is hey, look like what am I made for? Let's just get after it, let's do it. And sometimes we're in a business that is just it just makes money and fine. That's okay. And, and they're stepping stones for the things that we're learning in that season, or maybe it's the next business, or maybe it's the endeavor, like you said, that just didn't go
1: anywhere. It should have, but it doesn't. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. But there's always a reason. And uh, yeah, you, yeah, that's a really good observation. I hadn't, I, when I think about it, of course, internally, I'm like, you're right. Of course, it yeah. resonates that my whole life, whether it was law enforcement, firefighting, EMT, whatever, I, I remember distinctly one of my bosses back when I was like, 18 before 17, 18, I was getting ready to go into the, the firefighting world. And he's like, Hey, if you get tired of saving people, he's like, come back here. And it was in a big warehouse, downtown Kansas city, just hustling. And he's like, come back and save boxes with us again. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And that always stuck with David. Fantastic guy. I learned so much from him on the operational side of things, but that's it, awesome. it, you're right. It has been a theme that's been weaved throughout my story.
0: Saving people. And Hey, you know what? Every now and then saving boxes is okay too. Yeah. I want to know, David, if you could tell me a good decision that you made Maybe in one of those businesses that ended up being successful, but early on, what was the decision early on that you were able to make that enabled a lot of the growth and success that you could share with the listeners right now?
1: I would say taking the opportunity. Sometimes we get comfortable. I know I get comfortable with where I'm at. Oh, I'm making a a good healthy six figures. I'm making a healthy five figures. Oh, I'm making a healthy four figures when you're a teenager. And sometimes, but we get comfortable. And I think an opportunity presented itself, which truly launched me, which was the, hey, you come in and be a partner with us in this big firm. You're going to hustle. You're going to travel the country. You're going to, basically, you're the young guy. We're older guys. You're going to sweat. And, but that comfort level of saying, you know what? I, should I really leave what is, I, isn't the right word, but leave what's comfortable. Comfortable, That's comfortable. yeah. The right word, and take that risk and step out. That would be, yeah, that, that'd be my answer to that question.
0: I love how you gave the example there too, because you didn't have to take that opportunity. And it sounds like it was an opportunity that made you go a little bit like, can I do it? Like you were not like that. You weren't confident because I'm sure you were. You come across as a very confident individual, but I can think of moments of myself where I'm like, I know I can do this, but can I do it?
1: Oh yeah. Is that was the feeling? Is that the risk that you're talking about? Yeah, uh, for God. sure. That's a great way to articulate it because I think it surfaces in everybody. when I teach men now and help guys. Uh, certain guys feel it in their throat, Some guys feel it in their stomach. Some guys have the butterflies in the chest. Yeah. But I've always been a kind of the upper stomach guy. And, and I'll get those, it's like a little bit of a knot going, are you sure? And then, but it's not like a don't, it's just more of that, ooh, that, that's a little uncomfortable. But I've learned how to feel into, especially recently, much, much more recently, how to feel into that and say, yeah, that's a cautious, like you can do it, but it's going to hurt versus, ooh, that that can really be dangerous. So yeah, I definitely think that you really were pretty articulate there with that analogy.
0: I love how you even changed it to a feeling physically in the body, because you're right. I had never thought about that before, but I would say I'm probably a gut or top of the stomach type of guy. get the heavy chest every once in a while, but it's usually that they're like, oh. And then my go-to is then, okay, calculate. Like I'm just a calculator, okay. Slow down. Take <laughs> the minute that you're talking about, right? Mm. Backstep just 2, 3, 10, 20, depending upon mm. how deep we are here, how big the risk is. Yeah. And let's put some things on paper because really at the end of the day, the game is what we're playing. It's just moving a piece sure. of it is. Our that's, life, or family. Beautiful. It's not, not to dehumanize uh, it, but it, at least for me, that's given me just the ability to disconnect from the actual like risk. Sure. The worst case scenario is what happens here. I don't want to ruin my family or that type of a thing. Let's yeah. stay away from those. But over here, what, what is the worst case scenario? So let's flip the coin. Tell me about a bad choice that you've made since we're talking about risk. Tell me what you did on the other side of the coin there.
1: Wow, just one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we only got time for one. Oh, geez, yeah. My worst decisions in my life, as embarrassing as they are, have been my partner in life. I was attracting uh, women that that didn't have the vision that and, and that didn't have the basically I was playing savior and so those have been historically my 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 worst decisions and it wasn't until I was able to sit and figure this out in the last few years to go huh, it's so obvious now why I was stepping into that because of some an incompleteness inside myself but those sure a lot of people look at oh your significant other your girlfriend your wife maybe you shouldn't have that much influence on your success as an earner to me I just imagine man if I hadn't had to have the divorces that I've been through and the assets that I've had to split, where would I be? It just, it would be, gosh, but you can't always, obviously they're learning lessons, but yeah. I, I would, my daughters. my oldest is 18. She's turning 18 uh, on the 27th and, and have had 50-50 custody with her mom. I have a great co-parenting, my oldest too. And she told me about a few weeks ago, hey, Dad, I, I want to move in with you full-time. And I actually just started crying. I'm like, okay, love it. Totally love it. Yes. Because all I've tried to do is, is create safety for her and Give But I highly encourage her. It's like, you do not pick a partner until the brain is developed. And science has shown the brain doesn't even develop until it's 25, 26 years old. So that's one of the things that it just would be a poor decision that I made a couple different times. Yeah. And obviously we have adapted and, and made the best of those situations, but yeah. We do. Yeah,
0: we do. You know, it's interesting because we got married young too. And I would say that I liken the idea of we were unique. The fact that we were able to Grow up together through all that stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. And still be able to make the connection. But I will tell you that if I wasn't married, I'd be worth millions and millions more. Yeah. But not from a successful perspective. Sure. I would have been, I would have spent more time on business. I would have probably created more things. I would have Mm. gotten more monetary success or value being worth millions and millions more. Okay, fine. But is that what you and I or the listener consider successful? Yeah, to a degree, obviously, we that we measure yeah. our business, our income in dollars. But that that can't, it can't be the whole picture. And so no. even though I truly believe if I hadn't have had that, what some people would consider maybe a distraction, mm-hmm. family, it's like, no, 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 because of that, I'm a better person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm 100% a better entrepreneur, a better leader, a better dad, a better yeah. everything yeah. because of her. It's because or of a challenge because of the way that I have to think about things differently outside of just myself. Well,
1: that's a good point. I would, I would just accent that briefly. Would be with the right partner. We we should and would be and are much much more potent. And yeah, yes, you're right. Could I have had a co- maybe a couple extra zeros in my, my my bottom net line net worth? Maybe, maybe, maybe probably, most likely with that. Like in yourself and a huge success. So kudos to you guys. I'm super proud of you for. Starting young and figuring it out. You you did something, obviously. We're still figuring it out. Something that I couldn't obviously do, but it's, I would just throw that out there for your audience and mine. Cause I I do get a lot of guys that come through in in my side that, that have been through betrayals and divorces and it's it's tough and it's a tough one if they they don't get their mind right. So
0: yeah. Oh yeah. And I would, I guess I would just to bring a little belief to, like you said, both audiences, it's not like we've been married for almost 15 years and it's all been peachy, right? (laughs) Yeah. And we know this. You better be selling that if you had that going on, right? Exactly. And so the reality of it is that especially as an entrepreneur, especially mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, somebody who's high dri- driven like we are, whether the, it's a female listening right now or the fella, your spouse is either going to be just like you, which is crazy, or they're going to be a little different and it's going to it's going to tug and pull. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and either way, the entrepreneur makes a mess. So I loved how you said at the end of it, it's just, okay, maybe poor decisions, but the you looking on the inside initially or later gave you the realization that ah, bummer like you take ownership of those things which i think we try to do even now in the business i would try to say that's a great point that david's made that you as the listener right now to do need to do in business like sure what decisions have you made in business that have affected you that you're trying to blame on somebody else but really bro it's you
1: yeah absolutely what
0: process do you have now around decision making like Decision comes to your desk, business wise. What are you? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, depending on which entity it's with, whether it's my real estate or the the chemical stuff or the new venture, I'm a real big believer in in having a team in place. So obviously, there's certain things that are ultimately my decision, and I will live or die by them. But my, I always go back to the Henry Ford when he was on trial because the newspaper had slandered him and said he was an idiot. Right. So he gets up on the stand, and they're trying to prove that he's an idiot, and he goes, "Guys." I don't have knowledge in all these areas, but you know what I do have? I've got 13 phones on my desk and I can pick up any one of them at the time and get the answer to any one of these meaningless questions. And so I don't, I I don't fill my mind with nonsense basically, but I focus on what my job is. And so I, I've tried to take that approach where mm-hmm. I, Part of my gifts with business building have been the strategic strategy, the vision, the mapping it out, putting players in place. But when it comes to a key decision, I try to make sure that I'm surrounded and have been surrounded successfully with the right men and women to help us as a team pick that decision. Now, if it's something that I have 100% control of, I still have advisory boards. I still have, if it's a minor decision, you look at it and of course... I try to be driven by, it's that juggling, right? What's what's the best for the bottom line, but what's also the best for the people. And then you got the salespeople that are on the outside and the internal people that are on the inside. But I don't know if that answers your question as succinctly as you're looking for, but that's really, that's been my philosophy and how I do try to operate is with the abundance of counselors, you're going to get wisdom.
0: Yeah, 100%. What would you say to the listener who does that naturally? Because I think some profiles will do that naturally. They seek advice and others just head down, just do my thing. So the advice that you just gave is really applicable to the guy who probably more like me, who I was just, look, I'll just do my, I'll just figure it out. Right. So me hearing you as a successful person say that you've talked to other people, is really? Okay. And okay. Like that's expanding my brain, but flip the coin for me for a half second, since you've got the ability now to see both sides. The guy that's like you who maybe naturally does that, how would he, how would you suggest that? He makes decisions because he's leaning out. Maybe he's getting
1: too much advice, maybe too many voices. Yeah. And that's going to fall back to, and that, that's absolutely a situation that has happened more than once in the past where you get, everybody's got a different opinion. and It's 500 different <laughs> things. You're going, oh my God. Okay. Why don't even ask? I yeah. knew what I was hoping going to do anyway. So I think that has to come back to very, one of the very first questions that you asked in this discussion, which is, was what drives you? Um, and so you look at your you look at your vision internally, which hopefully is 100% aligned with your business. Because if your business is over here doing stuff that you're not internally aligned with, you might need to sit down and have some conversations with yourself. That's but right. assuming as that's all in line, then ultimately the decision should be, while difficult, whether it's letting somebody go because they're not aligning or they're not performing or it's bringing somebody on, or it's, it's a chasing that client or spending the money for this uh, marketing budget here, which how many times you have those fights with uh, marketing doesn't do anything? Okay. But ultimately it, the way I would answer that would be you get the feedback, you get zero feedback, whatever the side that you're on. And then you look at where you're going and always keep your eye on the prize and say, does this align with what I need to do? And letting people go is some of the hardest things to do, right? You got to send them packing. Yeah. But If you look at it and you look at it from that perspective, it's helped me and I'm far from perfect so much, but I think keeping my eye on what am I trying to do? And then does this, where does this fall? And it's much easier to make that decision.
0: Yeah. <clears> hundred percent. <throat> Love the, just the ability that you have to go up 30,000 feet. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's yeah. amazing. I'm going to come at you at uh, the speed round questions. It's a little different angling of questions here. Okay,
1: roll up my sleeves here. Hold on.
0: Yeah. Roll them up. Okay. Here we
1: go. Here we go. <laughs> all right. I'm ready.
0: Uh, I want to know if you, uh, and I'm going to challenge you here because <clears throat> you're in different industries also too. I want you to yeah. take all of your businesses. <laughs> okay. And I want you to dwindle them down into one trackable metric. If you could only pick one metric to track mm-hmm. forever and ever, what would that be? <laughs>
1: Oh gosh! So the first answer that comes to me is obviously your net profit. We can't do anything without profit. That that's the first answer that would come to me. But then it always goes back to top line revenue. Yep. Okay, but the one metric I would say would always go back into the bottom line, the, the net profit, your operating profit, because because if you know what that is and where you're trying to keep it at with your businesses, you can always cut where you need to. You can always add where you need to. But that is you, you can't we're not here to play. We're not here to to do this for free anymore. And so that's something that we always joke about, which is we don't need the practice. Okay. We're here. Yes. We want to help people. Yes. I'm starting this new venture and yes, it will impact the world with this project. But some of my guys on my team that I've brought in, they've never made six figures. Right. And for me to say, and map out over a three-year period and say, here's how you're going to get 500,000 a year in your pocket by the end of the three years, they go, holy mother of Mary. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, But that all comes back from the bottom line of what can we generate? What can we create and keep in that bottom line would be the metric. Yeah. 100%. That's not speed, man. I failed that question just because I didn't do speed. No,
0: no I purposefully make it challenging. We've had questions all over the board, man. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I had two people for the first time, same week actually, say net worth. And I think that would have been my answer. It would have been, of course, the business has to dwindle down to net profit, which then eventually trickles over to your net worth. But yeah, it's all the same number. If we're not, if we're doing it, if we're measuring, if we're tracking yeah. something, are we doing this for practice or because to what you just said? <laughs> my first seven years in business, I was just practicing. <laughs> there was millions and millions yeah. of dollars going through my accounts, and I was just practicing.
1: It's fanning you as it comes in and goes out. Literally, so oh my goodness! A cool breeze here, but yeah, <laughs> I got to yeah. look
0: at a lot of Benjamins. And I got to wave at a lot of Benjamins. There they go. (laughs) There they go. Okay. What do you think about intentionally networking or masterminding? What do you think about that? Love it. Okay. Why?
1: Oh, you know, I just held a, I just held a live stream on this two weeks ago within my circle that I'm building in this new world. And it was, I was down in Phoenix. What sparked it, what sparked it, what sparked the live stream was I was down in Phoenix and did, it was like a three-day marketing event. I hired this new company to, to work with me because I don't have a lot of experience on the B2C side, mostly B2B. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn. So I went down here. This was it was 110 successful entrepreneurs in this room for three days that ranged from they've created over a 12-month period of time, just starting to over 10 million in revenue a year kind yeah. of guy. And you know what I, I walked away from as the biggest take? Yeah, I was great operational, great sales, great marketing tips. But the biggest thing that I walked away from was exactly your question, which is surrounding myself continually with like-minded entrepreneurial driven people in a mastermind type group. And so it's, it is, I held this live stream and basically said, my biggest takeaway is our network is our net worth. And I know it's been said a million times. I didn't create it, but it just drove it home. It just drove it home again. That's man with COVID and everything that's happened in the last two years, we've gotten away from the hand to hand shaking, giving each other a hug, doing business face to face. And, uh, yeah. I was at lunch with a uh, coffee, excuse me, with uh, with a gentleman here in Kansas City who, as I mentioned, he had built, he, he's, I think he currently has built the nine-figure business that he's working on. And we just, after the meeting, we just said, we're texting. and it was like, let's do a mastermind once a month. It's like done. And we'll start it with just the two of us. So yeah, we're having pockets of them. I've got mastermind groups that I am associated with on my on my spiritual side. Yeah. I've got mastermind groups that I'm associated with on the financial side, on the brotherhood side, where it's just, we just need to go out and come out sometimes. So it's a big fan.
0: Yeah. Love it. Good. What kind of book or what book would you recommend for the six-figure business owner?
1: Six-figure business owner? Oh gosh. There'd probably be two that have been really impactful for me. One was okay. a, kind of what we've been talking about the whole time, which was Napoleon Hill. They can grow rich. Uh, everyone loves it. But I read that every year. I just do. I go through it. But guys that are in the six figures have obviously done something. Enough yep. to create some, so yep. some of those concepts may be yeah second nature. And I love the uh, Good to Great book, which which talks about essentially you're you've created something, but it's good. But how do we get that launched? And that that's that's a good one to go through multiple times as well. And I would, you you get those two books in somebody's hands that is truly intentional. I, I think you'd be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny the listeners if they've listened to any number of my shows, they've heard me probably say uh that think and grow rich is the only book that i read every single year oh, get out of here yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the same time i'm usually doing it i have never, I've never said this i'll give you the extra little extra part of the story but i usually go elk hunting with my dad um, nice. in september and we're usually gone 10 14 <clears throat> 20 days kind of depends on the where we're going length of time but i'm in the wilderness like there is no no other humans it's me him maybe a few others but we got our bows and that's it nice and we're hiking 10, 12 miles a day, 40 pound pack. The most difficult physical thing that I'm doing mm-hmm. usually throughout the year. If you shoot one and harvest it, that's when the work really begins. Cause exactly. now you have a thousand pound animal that you, that. yeah, <laughs> that you're five miles back into the backcountry. Anyway, the point is that during nap time, during the day, I'm reading Think and Grow Rich. Uh, a couple of years ago, I remember my brother in law being like, What are you doing over there? What are you reading? Just a little book read it a couple times, but I, I just I second that. Also too, the point really that you're saying is that every time you come back, you're different. And so you're picking up something different. And so I love that angle as well.
1: Of course, obviously as a student of that book, but 1930s, it was written. You're talking almost, yeah. a, it's 90 years old. Yes. And, and, as I tell guys, that was the book I recommended to the two gentlemen that came to my house on Monday. Go get that book right now and get your highlighter and start going through it. But 1930, for 90 years, that book has been in print. And 95 percent of it is as applicable today as when it was written so oh, yeah
0: yeah and it and if and it doesn't take a genius to figure out okay this means this in today's world or this way exactly. today in business yep. I love that I got an operational question for you if you only had one hour each week especially here in the new venture because you're probably more like you're acting more like the listener now in this new venture because it's not well established with teams and doing 10 million plus or whatever but if you
1: only yeah. had
0: one hour Not yet. Exactly. If you only had one hour each week to operate, what would you do in that one hour to successfully run the business?
1: One hour each week to operate the new business. Ooh, I would, uh, I'd probably keep my team moving and I would, if I knew that I had very limited amount of time, which is how I actually, that's always my exit strategy, which is build the team so I can step out and then I can spend that hour, but everybody's there. But if I had one hour to put that deep focus in each week. It's a tough question. I don't know how realistic it truly is, but I would basically build a team to get my feedback and and make sure that they're accountable and executing for me. If it had to be myself doing it, gosh, it'd have to be the sales side because if you don't have sales, you don't have anything. And then I would have to figure out how to quickly multiply sales versus what it is, which is very similar to what I'm doing with this growth, which is hiring ambassadors essentially across the country, bringing them on that are already established and bringing this project to help supplement what they're already doing with their own people in in, in their coaching world. Yeah. yeah. It probably had to start with sales if it's myself, because we can't do anything without the money coming in. That's right.
0: It's good. I love how you broke it down as if you had it, if the team was in full force and if it was just you, because I think the listener is in both places. Like there's some people listening who have a team and yeah. there's some people who don't. And obviously the forcing of the question of if you only get one hour, it forces you to remove yourself. And if you remove yourself, then probably it alleviates or it illuminates rather the areas that that probably need the most attention last question for you david yes sir i'm ready for the final click click boom, click, click, boom. i got it maybe my podcast producer if you're listening to this right now
1: you gotta play it
0: select right okay. here right now right before the last question <laughs> click, click, boom. click click boom okay all right we'll leave that in there for the listener too we'll see what happens <laughs> if you lost it all mm-hmm. david what would you do man
1: Yeah. Again, coming full circle, we've been talking about it from the beginning. If we lost it all materially, it all disappears. The the beauty of it is, if we've got it here, we haven't really lost anything because we can we can rebuild, we can we can duplicate, we can continue to put the effort back in. But if everything disappeared, I would do what I told those two young guys that show up on my door, saying, "Hey, how do we get to where you're at?" And I would you first off get the right knowledge in. Second off, figure out what you want. What is it? Not what you need. What do you got? Oh, I'd like to have this. No, what do you freaking want with your life right now? So if it all started washed over, I'm 41 years old. I'd be like, okay, what do I want? Yeah. I would just go and I would just write until I couldn't write anymore to say, this is what I want. And then I would try to organize that into my top 10 and say, this is what I want. This is what I, this is what I want. And then I would put a pen to paper plan on how I'm going to get it. And I start big. I'd say, okay, 41, I got nothing. I'm on the street. Okay. In 10 years, I'll have my empire back. And in year nine, I'm going to have this. And then year eight, and then I would work it backwards and say, okay, what do I need to do every single day to get to here? And okay, I need to make freaking 15 calls a day, duplicated over. And a month goes by and you've made half of that. Okay. Then I better double it up. Because I don't say, it. what is it? It's we overestimate what we can get done in a week right. or whatever but we underestimate what we can get done in a year. And so it's you know what so if I'm lax in the first half or I'm not as I'm getting that wheel turn and I can do it but if it's not written down and if we don't have it something in front of us to hold ourselves accountable we're not going to remember we're not going right. to hit. So that's yeah. what I would do. it's I think you said one thing but it, one thing would be myself but that that would be the, that would be the basic steps that I would start with.
0: Dude, I love it. You and I from a strategic perspective it's funny how you said earlier that you just you love the visionary, the strategic, the planning Not everybody falls into that. A lot of people have ideas. There's a difference between ideas and strategy. The difference between uh, coming up with, Hey, what about this? And what about that? Versus I'm playing a game. And if I move here, then that affects these three things. And if possibly then if he that does this and then that, and it's like a tree of decisions, really is what it is. You and I are cut from the same cloth in that regard. So I I could talk strategy from that regard business-wise for days and days. So I just all appreciate you being here, man. I know that we're we were talking about right before the uh, we hit the record button that we're in the same city. You're like probably like the 10th or maybe 15th guest that I've had in Kansas City. I'm going to have to start having people come to the studio. Um, okay. But in all seriousness, thank you for being here. How yeah. would the listener connect with you?
1: Sure. Yeah, pushing this new project to help men. And uh, it's super pumped up. It's my true vision that's come out. So you can always reach out to me over or you go to our website. We're just getting this rolled out. We've got a preliminary version out. It's going to be upgraded. But it's the energyallianceproject.com. And uh, you can find me on Facebook. I use Facebook a lot with this B2C stuff, which I'm learning. LinkedIn, of course, but David Click, K-L-I-C-K on Facebook. But yeah, come out there. Look at what we're doing. If you're on the uh, the male side, entrepreneur, 25 to 50-year-old male that is trying to step into their highest possible version of themselves, join our group. We uh, we make all of our pitches in there. We make all of our live content, our free stuff. We are uh, retreat-based and we're releasing uh, an app as well, so there'll be a new app coming out by the end of the year for people to stay on track on the daily accountability, which I'm just totally stoked about. So that's going to be a, a really cool tool in the toolkit. Yeah, but yeah, man, social media, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I've always I've always laughed at social media until I started this new venture because it's like, yeah, LinkedIn's great, but you're asking me to go on these Instagrams, and I'm like, <laughs> what? What are you guys talking about? Come on, but. Yep. So yep. We're starting to build our presence. We're connecting with influencers all over the country, and we're starting to make a mark. But,
0: uh, yeah, I'll let you know when my TikTok ads take off here in the next 30 days. I'll let you know how it goes. Maybe you can yeah. get your team on some TikTok. I'm going to pick your
1: brain on the on the strategy there because <laughs> I just shake my head and like, oh yeah, you got to make TikTok. And I'm like, what? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's a different. It's just a different a whole different market that we're uh, working right. with. That's
0: right. That's right. It's been a pleasure. I wish nothing but success and blessing on on you and your family, your multiple businesses, the new endeavor. I hope that the right men reach out to you for that leveling up. And uh, thanks again for being here.
1: Yeah, Chad, it's been a pleasure as well.
0: Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there,